The red light is on, by the way. <sighs> Excellent. I love the red light. Yeah. It's better than not having the red light on, which is not good. Yes. Because <laughs> we were Dan experienced still that before. <laughs> yeah. As Dan and I still haven't forgotten, forgiven you for that one time. <laughs> yeah, I, felt, I know. That was my bad. That was the All best right. half hour we didn't record. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was good talk, though. <laughs> it was the best pod ever. Yeah. Third Degree, the podcast is brought to you by Soccer 90. Soccer90.com is your source for all things U.S. national team, FC Dallas, and international club gear. Everything from jerseys, scarves, tees, and mores. Don't forget this Friday during the U.S.-Mexico game, there's a flash sale, 40% off. That also happens on Tuesday. But don't forget, if you choose to do that to buy U.S. gear and get that 40% off on those U.S. gear during those two games, you don't also get the 25% off when you use the code third degree at checkout for everything else at Soccer90.com. Well, hello there, FC Dallas Curious fan. Welcome to another edition of Third Degree, the podcast. Finally, thankfully, gracefully, something came along and put the pillow and pressed down on this godforsaken turd fire of a season as FC Dallas ends their season with a 1-1 draw in San Jose. Hello, my name is Peter, and with me, as always, my two buddies. First off, Dan Crook. Hello, Dan. Hey, how's it going? The season is over, Dan, and things can only get better from here. That's how it's going. Allegedly. (laughs) Yes. And your hero, my hero, everybody's hero, the founder and editor of thirddegree.net, Buzz Carrick, come in Buzz. Hi, Peter. Uh, I think probably like both of you guys, I for sure feel almost a sense of relief that this season is over because that thing was dragging, man, at the end. Yes, I will have to admit up front, I think I made it through about 20 minutes of the last game of the season when I was watching it off the DVR before I fell fast asleep and never bothered to go back and watch it. So I don't know what I missed. I don't think it was much. Uh, the only thing I remember was yelling at the TV when Javier Obreon completely failed to cross a ball into an on-rushing Pepe and decided to cut in and do something Javier-ish. And I felt better about that because then Steve Davis pointed the exact same thing out on the broadcast, and I thought, okay, good. It's not just me. Yeah, Obreon's going to Obreon. Uh, he did, in, in the context of himself, have a relatively good game, but obviously he's, there are big flaws in his game. But let's save that for when we get to later in the podcast. All right. So uh, do you want to spend any minutes talking about San Jose 1, FC Dallas 1? Anything noteworthy about that to spend any time on whatsoever since it was the final game of the season? I mean, I don't think so. Dan, did you think there was anything worth talking about in that game? No. I mean, it was, uh, it was Chris Wondolowski day. That was it. Yeah, I got to tell you, that was weird because for whatever reason, I was under the impression we knew that he was retiring. But then in I guess there was some of the commentary between Mark and Steve 
when that one player had to go out early and they over embraced yeah <laughs> that the broadcast guys uh, meant they were like yeah okay that's pretty clear indication that this is going to be Wondolaski's last game based on the fact that they hug each other like they were never going <laughs> to see each other again well, I think I mean, everyone the, assumed it was going to be, but he had said earlier in the year that he wanted to play one more year. Hmm. Crazy. Surely the sideways eight patches they were all wearing should have been a, a pretty strong <laughs> yeah. indicator. I didn't know what that was. I thought maybe it was some sort of new Infinity sponsor. Or, well, there's one thing I wanted to... Ripping off the uh, Andres Iniesta thing. The one thing I want to say about Wondolowski is in a, in a league with five subs, I don't know that there's not still a place for him. I mean, he could give you 10 or 15 minutes off the bench and get you a goal. So, like, I don't know that you would necessarily – like, if you're trying to think big picture and you're a team that's like, I need a guy, like, if you're missing a striker, you want a guy late. I mean, there's a spot for that, really. Yeah. I, you know, I heard you say that in your uh, instant reaction video, and I thought about that for a bit. But I, what it would cost you to get him – and I guess there's two ways of looking at that. What, one, what would it cost you to get that? And two, if you're Wondolowski, do you really want to do that for another year? Do you want to just put in the effort and the work and the time to only go out 10 minutes a game and that may not even be every game? I mean, that's kind of what he did this year, is it not? Well, okay, fair enough. So I guess do you want to do that again, I guess, is the question. Maybe that's why he didn't want to do it this time, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I just think, you know, and it's again this point I try to make all the time where you – I mean, he only started nine games this year, you know. So if you're talking about a world where you have a space for you know, on your roster for a guy that doesn't can't play ninety minutes anymore, you yeah. know, and five subs, there's a usefulness to that. You know, the way he should do this is that if Dan, are you writing a novel, dude? Yeah, what are you doing back there, Dan? Oh fuck, I thought it was me. No, <laughs> there's Dan? also sounds like a car going by too. It, it sounds like no, that's the rain. Doing yeah, it's it's getting ready to pour. Uh, chunks here in a little bit guys uh it probably is already at where where dan is um yeah i just i was thinking you know if it, the way for him to do this and i don't know how this would work in terms of mls contracts and his retirement is that if some team could pick him up towards the end of the season and use him through a playoff run or something that would be cool yeah. if he wanted to do that absolutely yeah uh, isn't and, that kind of the big thing it's if he wants to be reduced to that or if he wants to go out as the star man in you know his city well certainly we don't speak for the guy i'm just speaking hypothetically about the nature of five subs and, a, and an old guy you know that might be able to bring you a little bit at the end of games i mean that's what we've reduced frank o'hara to here you know bah five subs hate it hate right. it yeah Get by the way I, I also wanted to point out that the, you know, the Tafaris had two starts now, and they've had you know only one goal given up in both those games. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that did not go unnoticed, Yeah, uh, at least by those who were paying attention. Right. Well, so uh, since we're not going to talk about that, and we don't have another game to talk about, and the playoff games don't happen for a while, although I think we now officially have the schedule, and it and after watching the people in Seattle complain that they were going to get stuck with the Thanksgiving Day game, it now appears that Colorado, who have a bye, will end up having to play the winner of Minnesota-Portland on Thanksgiving Day, which is only three days after those two teams will have already played each other on Sunday. So maybe four days. I guess that's Sunday to Monday. to two. Yeah, so four days. It seems like an awfully uh, cheap turnaround and a bad day to play a soccer game against NFL Thanksgiving Day games, but whatever. Nobody asked me. The other weird thing is that New England doesn't play till the 30th. 
So it's like you, if you look at the next round, Colorado might have a long gap <laughs> after playing what would supposedly be early for yeah. that round. Maybe the website just has all the scheduling. Maybe that's not all official and that's all going to get worked out. But that's what's on the website yeah. five minutes before we started recording. So I probably shouldn't over talk that. But anyway, since none of that's happening for a while and we really don't have much else to talk about, we're going to turn this episode of Third Degree of the Podcast into a quasi game show called Dump or Keep. <laughs> I wish we had some sound effects and production music to... Uh, Someone just that. dub in the Windows error sound. Yes, we, yeah, that, would be, <laughs> that would be great. So the concept of dump or keep is I will run through the entire list of the FC Dallas roster, give you a little contract information, a little, a uh, little of that Jim Jam, and Buzz and Dan will announce whether they think that player should be dumped or kept. Pretty easy rules. I'm not sure there's a winner except for those who <laughs> have a particular rooting yeah. interest on any particular player. But yep. here we go. Guys, do you understand the premise and the rules? Are you ready to play fairly and no wagering? No wagering, please. Okay. First off, in alphabetical order, Brian Acosta, not clear on the contract situation, according to Buzz, and he's on for 650,000 big ones. Buzz, dumper keep. Yeah, the trick with him is that we don't know his contract status. It's never been reported. If he signed a typical three plus two deal, then his three years is up. So for me, uh, I'm a dump on Acosta because I think he's had a long enough run here. I don't think you're getting enough value out of the DP spot. And most importantly, uh, in the context of squad building, if you have domestic players and from your academy that can perform at a high level in certain positions, and that would be in this case, Brian uh, Brandon Cervania and Paxton Pumico, that you should then not block their path with a mediocre DP. So for me, it's dump if you can. Okay, Dan? Uh, I'm going to be a, a little more complex than that. Uh, if you are doing a massive rebuild and you are dumping a lot of veterans, maybe, maybe it's worth keeping for the sake of continuity. If not, just send him back to Honduras now. Let, just okay. let him stay there. I do think it's telling Peter that they let him leave before the last game to go back to Honduras. Yes. Yep. Do not let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. That's my vote. Next up, it is Brasson. There is an option for the next two seasons, and he's on about 536. Buzz, dump or keep? Dump, mainly because the defense is the Achilles heel of this team. The defense needs to be better, and he's one of the people that you actually have the ability to get out of his contract. So um, while I wouldn't say that he's necessarily worse than some of the other options, he's the one you can jettison. So for me, he's a dump. Um, maybe you, if you're desperate when the season's rolling around, invite him back to camp, but uh, I would dump. Okay, Dan? Yeah, you've uh, got Martinez down. You've got Hedges down. Uh, you would be stupid to get rid of Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari um, yeah, just just get shot. Okay. I vote hefty bag. Number three, Edwin Cerillo. <laughs> He's got options for the next two years, and the poor kid is rocking 95 grand a year. Buzz, dump, or keep? 
Oh, 100% keep. Uh, in fact, I would negotiate a new deal for him and give him a raise up to maybe a Brandon Cervania type raise. Um, he's a little low now for the amount he plays. Even if, uh, as we will discuss in later pods as we go on, maybe he's not a 100% lock starter by any means, but he still is a very valuable member that deserves to get paid more than he does. Okay. Dan? Oh, 100% keep. Uh, I mean, yeah, so underpaid. I mean, he really came into his own towards the end of the season. Uh, I mean, he actually played more games than Brassand and Hedges than Nkosi and uh, Martinez. Yeah, actually, uh, wow. He uh, he was kind of a dark horse, 20, uh, 22 games, nearly 1,400 minutes. I mean, even if he didn't have that kind of upturn in performance towards the end of the season, that is a solid contributor. Um. My vote is obviously to keep, but only if he gets a scar on his face or a gun tattoo on his neck. He <laughs> needs one of those for that position. All right. Justin Che, who does have a contract through the uh, 24 or through 23 with an option in 24. He's uh, banging 80 grand. Uh, buzz, dump, or keep? Dump, but not to be rude. Dump in the sense that the kid has a chance to go to a club like Bayern Munich. You have a chance to make a little bit of money on him. I don't care how much it is. Go ahead and sell him because you don't want to block the pathway for young kids. You want to maintain that pipeline. And we saw from his play at right back that he's not going to bring you like a massive, massive upgrade at right back. And his potential at center back, which is where it should be, is probably years away because center backs need time, almost like keepers. They need a little time to play in. So he's not going to help you for three or four years here in Dallas Dump him, sell him, get the money, and give the kid a shot at Byron. Yeah, sell, hundred uh, percent, sell. Okay, all right. And as Sting said, if you love something, let it set it free, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Something like well, that. Well, no yeah. one can understand what Sting says anyway, because you know half of the words just, and that's coming from someone from his country. Right. <laughs> pot kettle kettle pot. Uh, next up, Khalil Ed McCarr has a contract through forever and is making minimum wage, it appears, compared to everybody else <laughs> yeah. at just under $64,000 a year. Good for the kid. Dump or keep, Buzzard? Uh, keep. He's making what is considered the homegrown minimum, essentially. Um, you've got him for next year already anyway with lots of options to go. Uh, I like to give college homegrowns at least two seasons, so he deserves a second season anyway, plus he showed splashes. And I think, like, Depending on where they want to spend some money, likely he's your second choice left wing next year. Daniel, yeah, I mean, just the fact that he uh, he was good enough to make six substitute appearances in his first season. I mean, that's uh, that's a keeper right there for that mm. for that little amount on a, ne- a negligible spot on the roster. I wouldn't know the guy if he passed me at the mall, so I don't care either way. All right, next up. Jesus Ferreira, contract through 23, somehow is making only a half million dollars a year. Uh, had an incredible season. Uh, buzz, dump, or keep? Oh, this keep for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, dump. No, no, for sure keep. Uh, you've got him through two seasons left. Actually, I would go so far as to not only say keep, but also I'd say give a raise. Uh, he deserves even more than he's making in the sense that he's carrying the team. And I think he should be a DP level salary. He doesn't have to be a DP. But I think he should be up in that neck of the woods, at least 
with a escalating contract if he continues to perform. You have to reward people for their play, particularly a guy's offensive like that, or else people are going to look at your club. It's like, you know, there's a budget, there are salary slots, but you have to reward performance and pay the appropriate value for what you're getting. And he just had a phenomenal season, a career season. He deserves more money than he's getting now. All right, Dan? Yeah, I mean, it's just a keep, slash, extend, and sell, right? Exactly like Buzz is saying. Uh, obviously, I would vote to keep, although I am suspect he'll actually be here next year. Um, we'll see. Um, and I agree, Buzz. If he is here, he deserves a, a big fat raise. Next on the list is a name. I have no idea who this person is. And I think it's Kaiser Gomez, which I think is a character in a movie. <laughs> no, Kaiser Gomez is a player that was on loan to North Texas. And in the middle of the FC Dallas season, when they were all their center backs were banged up, they loaned him to FC Dallas. So technically, he's on the FC Dallas roster. And then FC Dallas sent him back down to North Texas to play. He ah. was the fifth center back for the back half of the season. A lot of people don't know that. So for me, he's a keep. The problem is, is his deal, his loan is ending at the end of the season. So you probably have to buy him. Where's he on loan from? He's on loan from a, that, that club in Portugal that has three ah. cl- players loaned to North Texas now. So the whole idea was that you would, the idea was they were trying to showcase him for this club to keep him. So he's good enough. He's been in FC Dallas training. He's good enough to have been the fifth center back last year. I think that same is true. I would buy him and I would bring him to camp with a shot to be that fifth center back. If he is, or if he isn't either one, he's going to play mostly for North Texas again. I think he's 20 and he's a big, huge, physical, dominating, intimidating center back. Uh, I think he's worth keeping for sure. Dan? He is 21. That was actually what I was going to base my uh, thing off. Hold on. Wait, just wait a second. I want to enjoy some Night Storm with Dan Crook. Yeah. <laughs> I can turn the uh, gain on this microphone up if you're on. Yeah. No. no, we no, can no. Hear, we can hear the rain and the storm just fine, and it's wonderful with your voice. So oh, keep it's going. shitty here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've just been driving through that. That was fun. Um, are, are you done with the weather? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, that, that should be the cold open almost. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, 21, he's... It's, it feels weird to say he's on the wrong side of of 20 for, for a developing player, but he almost is. Um, it, it depends entirely what the fee is or, or how it all works out, but it'd be good to see him stay, uh, even if he was a, a second-year North Texas guy. Give him kind of that... I mean, that's that's how North Texas is supposed to work, right? Two years and you're off, given that second year. Hmm. I feel like we spent way too much time talking about a guy that I don't know, so uh, whatever. Uh, Matt Hedges, El Capitan. I do know Matt Hedges, yes. Okay. Uh, now, he has a contract through next season with two-year options after that. He's making a Bafo 850. Buzz, keep, or dump? Take your time. Man, I tell you, I came really close to dump. I really did. But I'm going to say keep because he deserves to go out at it whenever he wants to. I think that going into next season, you're probably thinking he's your starter. But again, the defense was horrific this year. So it has to be better. Now he was banged up. He was hurt. He continued to get better. He deserves this one last year at that, that money. You know, probably going into 23, 24, those two options are going to be really questionable just based on his age. So I'm, I'm a keep for now, but it was close. All right. 
before I go to Dan, I'm going to ask the question, may I throw out a wild card option? You, of course you may. Where on the table is the concept of trade? Uh, you can conclude trade as a dump. If you think that that's a valuable option, like that you think that you can get something for him, you can feel free to Boy, throw that in you, as a dump. Man, I'm telling you, uh, based on what we saw this season and his age and the number on his contract, if you could find some team willing to give you a bunch of that LMNOP, uh, alphabet soup stuff money, yeah. that might be worth it, to, yeah. in my opinion. Do a Jason Christ to him. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, J Ryan's got to want to, you know, you got to do it and uh, not Ryan, Matt, you know, I would do it in the spirit that maybe he ends up going to a better or a contender team, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and he feels like it's his one chance to win an MLS Cup and he gets a chance to go play with that team because this is not going to be an MLS Cup contender next season. Oh, no, 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 no. Not even close. I mean, they yeah. probably struggle to make the playoffs, but. I, I don't know. That's just my thought. When yeah. I when when that all came up, I thought maybe that's the kind of guy you uh, allow to go somewhere else and you get something of value in return. A hundred percent. But you, obviously, you'd have to include him in those discussions and say like, "Hey, is there? Did you, would you want to go to a contender? He's going to be thirty-two in April, so early next year, thirty-two, and that's really is the tipping you know point on players. These guys that like Wando that play really late are extraordinarily rare. You Where know, thirty one originally from. Uh, he went Indiana. to yeah, Indiana. He okay. went to school at uh, North. Finished school at North Carolina and started at Butler. I think I, mm. I can't remember. Okay. He was defender of the year twice, if I remember correctly. Once at Butler, once at North Carolina. I think. Um, don't quote me on that. I just think you know. Look, he deserves this the the one last season. So yes, for sure, keep him in. And if it turns out that like as he recovers this winter. If he's back to gangbusters form, awesome. If he took care of himself enough that he can play past 32, that's great. But I think we have to start monitoring the clock closely on Matt Hedges. As much as good as he's been, the age catches up to everybody. All right, Dan, you got a vote on Matty Hedge? Yeah, uh, keep him and uh, be very clear that maybe those uh, that 2023 option doesn't get picked up at that salary number. Mm, okay. I say trade him to an Eastern Conference team for a bunch of element OP. All right, next on the list, Nikki Hernandez, who uh, has contracts running through the rest of his teenage years, and he's on $63,500 a year. Buzz, dump, or keep? Uh, I'll keep for now, unless it turns out I need his slot, because it would not cost you very much to just cut him if you need to, but he... He had a horrific season. He was injured in the spring training, and then he spent almost the whole year basically playing with North Texas and couldn't even get a start there half the time. Like He really struggled even to get in their lineup, which is not a good sign. So he needs to really turn it around fast, or he's going to be out of here in a hurry. You know, So keep, but, but man, you better step it up. Okay, Dan? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, definitely didn't make any progress this year, but at the same time, 63 grand, not a whole lot of money if you've got the space for him. Okay. Is he taking up a homegrown slot, though? He is. Then yep. dump, I vote. All right, next on the list, Ryan Hollingshead. This is an interesting one because he simply has remaining an option year for 22, and that's it. And he's on a very, very affordable 346 annually. Buzz, dump, or keep? Well, before I answer, I didn't need to correct myself. Nicky Hernandez is not a homegrown. He's just sitting oh. up on a roster. So my bad. Okay. All right. So Ryan Holling said, uh, absolutely keep. Yeah, still still fine. Still one of the top performing left backs in the league. 
you know, you have to make a couple of tactical tweaks for him, but that's fine. They're easy to do. Uh, yeah. An emotional leader, not the hardest working guy. He's, he's not a, you know, Ryan, uh, not a Bobby Ryan, like thousand miles an hour in practice, but that's fine. Takes care of himself, takes care of his body. No problem. Okay. Dan? Yep. I think you start talking about his last contract extension. And, uh, yeah, it's close. I mean, this year's an option, and so then he'll be up. So then you have to be really careful because he, too, starting to get up there in age. I'm really torn on this one. I'd like him to stay around, but I would like to test the waters and see what you could get in terms of a trade for Ryan. My problem with that would be that the, the next option at left back is not as, as – as much as we like Johnny Nelson as a concept, his health is not there, and he doesn't produce consistently. Okay. Yet, so Fair that, that's a that's a pro, left back is you know oof, hmm. hard. Okay, I know this one will go quickly with little discussion. It better at least. <laughs> uh, one Franco Hara, whose contract, at least according it says here in Buzz's notes, his source through the rest of twenty two, and yes, he is on for two point two nine million dollars. Buzz, how quickly can you say dump? Oh, no, he's a keep for me. Oh, you got to be no. fucking kidding me. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, a contract that's not been reported, but people I knew that know were like, oh, yeah, he's here next year, too. So as much as we can know, he's here next year. 2.2 base. Some of the upfront money makes it more 2.9. But it's unquestionably, this is the guy that you need to use your once-a-year DP buyout the Hunts need to put on their big boy pants and eat the money and clear this guy out of the cap and clear him out of the roster. Even if you're selling Peppy, what you're going to do, you still have to get this guy out. It's just not working. Dan? Um, yeah, buy out. Or if they're really not uh, willing to do that, you at least leave him exposed for the expansion draft. Oh, yeah. The best. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Next up is Jose Martinez, who has a contract through 23 and then two option years after that. He's sitting on 600000 Buzz, dump or keep? Well, unfortunately, you can't dump, I'm pretty sure. Like, you know, th this comes down to the nature of contracts, whether they're guaranteed or not. And when a guy's coming from Spain and he's got this number that is a DP-level number, basically, it's not quite technically, but it basically is, I can almost guarantee you that he's a guaranteed contract and you're stuck with him. You cannot dump this contract. So you can do, you can, I, I would say I would like, like we did with hedges, I would try and trade him, but I've already dumped Brisson. And if you can't get real value for him, then I'm okay with keeping him um, because he's going to, you know, between hedges, age and Tafari's uh, youth, uh, I'm okay having another veteran center back in that mix so it's basically keep for me. Okay, Dan. Uh, um, again, saying hey guys, we've got something to look at in the expansion draft here. Yeah, hmm. that if may you... be the easy way to get you out of the deal, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's how do you take six hundred grand off the books, right now? Well, exactly. if you really if you really feel he's not your a starting grade player, you could use your buyout on him. Six hundred k is a lot more easy to digest than it is. 2.2 million possibly um I, I just don't think i think he's fine in terms of the mix as it is now 
uh, and your inability to get rid of all these salaries, you're going to have to keep some of them. And I think it's okay to keep that one. But let me just also uh, test your temperature. I, we Nobody on this podcast thinks he turned out to be what we hoped he would be in terms of his on-field production. You know, certainly the injuries was a big problem. Uh, and I don't know that he ever really got a long enough run with whoever his partner was going to be. He certainly didn't solve any problems and certainly didn't become like the lock starter that you thought he was going to be for sure. Okay. They were looking for a ball playing center back. And yeah, he is he is a bit of a ball playing center back. Footage just really. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is Are you doom. still alive, Dan? <laughs> yeah, it's funny watching the window flash though. Um, it, he's just so passive in his in his defense, which you, that then leads Matt Hedges into making mistakes trying to recover uh, for him or Brisson charging through someone and conceding a penalty. And it's just you, you kind of don't want you don't want that uncertainty in the team. Maybe a run of games would can get him out of that, but we've seen him play a fair few games and we still haven't seen that work its way out of his game yet i just can't get out of my head the scene early in the season when Cade screwed him into the ground in san jose and uh, just kind of left him there with his pants pulled up over his head so yeah that's um, a perfect example of the biggest deficiency on this team is defense and in particular it's the center backs because three of the four that we saw play a fair amount are no longer quick. They're all relatively slow and relatively unathletic, except for Tafari. So those that's a bad combination when you have two guys pl- trying to play together, which is why it's so important for Tafari to play down the stretch when he wasn't. So uh, center back is a big, big problem, and there's a whole lot of money locked up there already. That's going to be one of the key things to keep an eye on this winter. All right. Next is Jimmy Maurer, goalkeeper, contract through 23 with an option after that. He's somehow sitting on the impossibly low number of 250 a year. Buzz, dump, or keep? Keep. Yeah, All right, keep Dan? Oh, yeah. If, if you dumped, you'd be crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was easy peasy. Next up, Eddie Munjoma, who has a contract through next year and then three option years. And he's sitting on $66,000. Buzz, uh, dump or keep? Yeah, I'm a dump on Eddie. Uh, He's had two years and has yet to really show that he's a legitimate starting option on the right. You know, in fact, he was losing out to a 17-year-old and to a guy that never played right back before, basically. So for me, I think it's time to uh, say, you know, senior college senior homegrowns for me only get two years. So I think it's time. Dan? I'll give him a pass for that first year uh, and and just take the contract through 2022 at that at price. Uh, You need guys who are viable left-back options as well, and and he's one of the few. Okay, next up is an interesting one. Young Johnny Nelson, who is in the same, a similar situation as Eddie. He's got a contract through next year. There are potentially options, but he does make $115,000 a year. Buzz, dump, or keep? Keep because he's a generation Adidas player. He's free, basically. Ah, Doesn't count on the salary cap. And when he's healthy, uh, that's a big question, obviously. If If his health is not recovering, then you have to address it and do a, an injury buyout but if his health is better um he is a viable second team option at left back uh, you know he's not going to be he's not going to place ryan i can't imagine but free player and 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 good backup good squad member 
you can put him in other places if you have to, so keep for now. Okay. Dan? Yeah, as long as he's house money, uh, which, I mean, that is the end of next year, you, you keep on to him. Then you make the big decision. Did he have a comeback? Where is he with that? What's he actually contributing? What's he worth in terms of real money on the rost- on the salary cap? Okay. Oh, no. I have this real worry this is going to turn into an argument. Uh, <laughs> next on the list, Hader Obreon contract through another two years, options for two years even after that, <laughs> and he's making three sixty a year. Yeah. Buzz, Carrick, hmm. dump or keep? You're going to love me for this one. Uh, I'm just kidding. You're not. It's a keep for me. If you look at oh, uh, baby it, Jesus, do an average on Michael Barrios's numbers over his time in Dallas, and Hadir has better numbers, and he makes half as much money, and he's ha- considerably amount younger. I know that there are lots of efficiencies in this game. If it was like Roland Lamar, and we never saw improvement, I'd say dump. But there's been concrete improvement in his adjustments to the league. He stopped most of the diving. There's a little bit left. He stopped most of it. The defensive effort has come in. The positioning is getting better. It's still not great. Like the, the next to the last game, he made a wrong decision that cost a goal through that side of the field. But uh, relative production to value is really good. So, and he the back half of the year as he adjusted to the league is really good. And there's nobody else on that side right now. So it's a keep. Hmm. I'll let you speak, Dan, first. I mean, he... He was the only guy to play in all 34 games. Um, it's not a massive Second amount season of season in club history. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but you know the only one the you know the only one that lasted, um, you know, nearly hit the double figures, a few assists along the way. Um, Consider too that time. you you might lose both Pepe and Jesus. Yeah, okay. you need a goal scorer. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the few times Stop. like the eye test and the numbers just. Are going to have a massive argument, but you, you've got to keep him. All right. Hadir Obreon is the perfect example that I am extremely concerned that many of us, uh, either in the media and or the fan base, are all suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. That somehow we've talked ourselves into thinking that Hadir Obreon is good enough to play for our team. Now, he may be good enough to play for a crap last place team, but if you have any ambitions of really growing a contender, I refuse to believe that he is a good enough player to do that, to fill that role. And that's why I say burn him with fire. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't agree with that. I you know, Peter. I think his progress this year and the production is there. So I, I think you're spoiled <laughs> as a Man United fan. No, no, this has nothing to do with that. It's it's that we have literally watched them walk through here wing player after wing player, either on the left or the right, that has been total crap. Uh, and Well, they've ranged from anywhere from total crap to, and even if you want to say he's the best of the lot, Hot Air Obreon. And at that point, he's still not very good at that position. I mean, Buzz, seriously, how many other teams in MLS would Hot Air Obreon start as a right wing for? Any of the star- any of the playoff teams? Uh, well, let's look and see who's in the playoffs right now. Um, let's see. Musical interlude. Yeah. Minnesota, maybe. Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver. 
you know, look, again, it comes back to this idea, Peter. I know you can't stand the way that he plays and you can't stand the mistakes he makes, but the production is there. You can't deny that the production is there. And it's not like Lamar, Lamar, where he was catastrophically crushing the team on the field. He, he does make mistakes, but he's improving in all those areas. And when you get down to the fact that he had nine goals and, and four assists, that no, there's been like half the seasons in this team's existence that nine goals would have led them in scoring. Okay. Right. And the most, the most Barrios ever had was like five. I'm just saying that like, you know, I know you don't like the player and in the first half of the season, I didn't like him either. I thought he was horrible, but given the progression since then, you know, and the time it takes some guys to get used to this league, I'm optimistic next year. He's actually gonna be a valuable player. All right. Well, maybe I'm wrong. He'll grow up to be, Buchanan Hopefully he's had his Barrios moment. Yeah. And if not, I mean, it's all good about saying, you know, he's not good enough to play for FC Dallas. You know, he, he may be good enough to play for a, a, a shitty bottom table team. FC Dallas right now are a shitty bottom of the table team. Yeah, you're stuck in this contract for two more years anyway. So it's like, a, there's no way you can get rid of all these guys. It's very hard to jettison an entire roster in, in MLS. So you're going to have to keep some of them. And for me, he's a key. Give me the keys, Buzz, and watch me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't even know why the next guy is on the list. This is a waste of everybody's time. Ricardo Pepe. He's gone. We don't even get the option of dumping or keeping. <laughs> well, if you want to tuck straight roster, I'd keep. Obviously, he's a keep, but you're right. He's gone. Uh, you know, it's not that we're going to dump him. It's that, you know, the money's going to come in. The question is just going to be how much and when it's going to come. You know, the, the best bet is that you could do as FC Dallas said. If you want to talk about the team now, I'm not talking about what's best for Pepe. You know, the best for the team would be to keep him through the World Cup next year. You know, I mean, having for one more year to help bring this team back up from the cellar would be pretty nice. So it's definitely a keep. Yeah. On the radio show, Andy keeps insisting he thinks there's a universe where somehow the hunts end up uh, keeping him through the World Cup. Uh, and I keep <laughs> and I just keep looking at him cross-eyed like, what, what are you smoking? But he seems really convinced that there's a chance he's playing for this team in 22. And I, I don't see it. I think it's a very small chance, but there's certainly a chance. All right. Then you get on, Dan's answer. Dan didn't answer that. Oh, Dan, I'm sorry, Dan. I didn't mean to do that to you, sir. Take the money. All right. Speak up a little bit, please, sir. Take the money. Ah, good. All right. We all are in agreement on that one. Okay. Next up, Felipe. Uh, the end of the loan, something, something, and $150,000 uh, buzz. Dump keep. Yeah, based on his buy price, it's for sure a dump. Just let him go back to uh, uh, Brazil. Okay. I, even if even if he was affordable buy, like five or six hundred thousand, I don't think there's anywhere near enough in him to be able to no. be spending the money on him. So I'm a dump basically, no matter what. No, uh, Dan. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. It's been nice having you. Uh, the Grêmio fans don't even want you. Sorry. I think the biggest conversation out of Philippe is uh, is trying to get a, a solid answer as to what was the thinking in signing him in the first place. Like, what were they trying to accomplish? Because nothing nothing good came out of it. He didn't play well for the team. He didn't end up making them any money in a sale. And and well, based the, on the report we got, it sounds like they're you know the the Gremio's trying to grift them. The <laughs> for whole point the money was, they owe them. 
the whole point was he was the Brazil under 23 keeper. He was going to go to the Olympics. He was going to have this great Olympics. He trained with the first team, with the senior national team. And he was going to be that money maker, that next Alison Edison. I know. Make I me a shit ton of money for a, a ball play in a Brazilian goalkeeper. But he kind of got injured, got chunky, missed the Olympics. All fell apart. He's a Zanata problem. Yes. I just want to point yep. that out. Yep. Okay. Next on the list is Paxton Pomacall, who has a contract through 23. Uh, there is no option after that. He's on $600,000 a year. Buzzard, dump, or keep? Uh, keep for sure. I, I have him down as an option for 24, but dump, keep for sure. Oh, 24 option. Okay. I understand what you wrote there. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Dan? Yeah, dump. No question about it. <laughs> okay. Of course you keep him. <laughs> Yes, I would like to keep him too, but if I am uh, a member of Paxton's team and he doesn't think he's getting time at center mid, I would insist on finding another club that will play him there, either here or somewhere. Well, you lose your striker, your current 10 is going to be the number 9, or he's going to get sold too, and suddenly some space opens up, and especially in that That's second how, year yeah. of that that recovery this is when we expect to start seeing paxton being paxton a little bit by the way going back to when he was coming back from injury the suggestion for me was that 15 games would be a success 15 starts sorry 15 starts would be a success and he had 18 so he's just to clip that mark which is exactly where we would expect him to be and like him to be in his progression his health recovery is on track okay it's kind of crazy he played 31 games like you know, he's, I mean, that's half of his career appearances. Yeah. Well, a lot of uh, Paxton's future is probably tied directly to whoever they hire as a coach and to manage him next season. Oh, that, yeah. That will be something to watch. All right, next on the list is Facundo Quinone, who has a contract through 23, no options, up for just under 800 grand. Buzz, dump or keep? Oh, dump, 100% dump. Matter okay. of fact, I would consider, I would buy him out before I would buy out Martinez. Would you buy him out before you bought out Franco Hara? Oh, wow. Well, you're no. that lo- you actually liked that guy for a while, Buzz. I did, but I soured on him over the course of the year. I just, okay. it, you know, yeah. It, what, what, the first impression was that he came in at a decent level and right away was like, okay, that's a solid performance. And then it just stayed that way. It just it never got, there was never any acceleration or presence building. And it just sort of was the same as the first day. And so after a while, I was like, okay, that's not, you know, right now he's being out and played by Evan Surreal. So, okay. Uh, Dan? Yeah, it's kind of the problem, right? He's, he's not making backup money. Uh, we've seen good things out of him at times on both sides of the ball. I mean, he virtually single handedly kicked the shit out of New England. Um, but, yeah, seven hundred grand, nearly eight hundred for a for a bench option. Who you hope is maybe coaching Serio up off on the training field as well. Just it's just not worth it. Yeah, I mean he's a DP. If that salary is the whole season, and we consider that there's probably some proration in that number that we saw, he's you know that number could be over eight hundred thousand next year. If if you that makes him a designated player. Okay. So, like, think about the value you're getting there. And for me, that position is, like, the number one position when you're building to try and make a winner. All, I think all great teams have great sixes. Okay. 
And as we did with Philippe and Jose Martinez and um, uh, some others, you might want to tag him as a Zanata problem. Yeah. Next on the list is Benny Resnick. Uh, did uh, Rez Redzik? Did he ever play this season at all, Buzz? Uh, I I don't. He played for North Texas, but then he. Oh, got I know hurt. that. Yeah, I don't think he ever made it off the bench for FC Dallas, and he's been hurt the whole season. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. The problem for me is that I never had him on my list as this guy should be a homegrown, and they signed him as a homegrown. So it's a mystery signing to me. But he does was- have a. There was something about a passport, and you thought they were yeah. trying to sell him overseas. Well, that's just us trying to figure out why the hell they signed a player I didn't think was good enough. He has a Bosnia Herzegovina passport, um, but that's I don't I don't think Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, that that's European Union. It just is a passport that gives him some flexibility. You know, for me, he's a he's one of those guys you should have signed for North Texas and sort of see what happens, not to a homegrown deal. Now there there is a school of thought that says that they knew that this kind of MLS two league was coming and that they'd be able to stash more homegrowns. So maybe that's what's going on there because I am mystified while the guy was signed in the first place and his sprained ankle turned into a year out. So I don't know what the hell's going on with this kid. Um, again, free, free player. So I guess you keep him, but it's like, I, you know, I almost don't know why in the first place. All right, Dan, do you care? Uh, I think uh, for, for one, his, uh, his passport thing is exactly the same as, uh, Dante Seeley's the whole Schengen area deal. He'd still need a work permit, all that stuff. The whole what um, deal? Passport. No, you said Schengen area. Yeah, the Schengen area is uh, a block of European countries. The people of certain passports were allowed to do like a visa waiver, the same way if you were to go oh. to the UK right now. See, you learned something here on Third Degree, the podcast. But that doesn't allow you to necessarily work there so you have to have you still have to have a, a work permit and that you know takes away from uh the the options that someone with like a german or a french passport would have okay next um, on the list i'm not sure why he's I on here to answer. Oh, oh sorry what what was your answer about benny uh i think oh you keep him and you say hey benny is it redzik or is it redjic because it changed. Why did it change? Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to keep you from that funny line. Um, all right, next on the list is somebody I'm assuming is already back home in his native Columbia uh, with his feet up on the coffee table uh, and is also tagged with the Zanata problem uh, tag is Andres, uh, Andreas uh, Ricarte. Uh, and I think we already know that his deal that they've uh, that they've sent him home or he's on his way back. It, didn't that like start leaking out in the media the other day? Yeah, uh, like Philippe, that came out of press and back in his home country that Dallas was not going to buy him. Um, and there was even a report that he had a 25 start trigger that would have automatically triggered the buy. And he's sitting on 24 starts, which is why he never started like the down the back run of the season. Did that? Now, you did you buy any of that? By the way. I, I might not have until I looked it up and saw he was on 24. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I, so I believe it. Uh, the thing about Ricarte for me is that I actually think he's a pretty good player, but you would have to build the team around him. And it's very clear that Dallas is not going to do that. And so depending on what his price is, I assume it's high. There's just no way you're going to buy that guy when you're not when he's late in his career. He doesn't fit the squad. He doesn't fit the way you're building the team. Again, it's a poor deal in the first place because it doesn't match whatever everything they were doing and again it's a guy that gets in the way of 
homegrowns. He plays the same spot as Jesus or Paxton or Cervania. You know, it's just not, it just doesn't work. So it's a dump easy. That's a no-brainer. Okay. Dan? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Dan, with uh, yeah, I mean, production. He, he's, he's a good good player, but you would need to totally rebuild everything around his role, and that's going to screw up everything okay, for so everyone else. Just take a pause here for a second. I'm, I don't mean to do this to you, but let me throw this in here. What if, what if Jesus and Pepe are gone? Would you bring Ricarte back and build around him? No. No, Paxton. No. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And Cervania. Well, well answered. All right, next on the list... Uh, is little Tommy Poo, Thomas Roberts, who has a contract Thomas through 22, Roberts. 23. Buzz, we're just going to let the poor kid uh, let him go, free him like a, a bird that yeah. you captured, a wounded bird that you nursed back to health. Yeah, he's a keep in the sense that you're not waving him, but you're just wanting him to find a deal so you can sell him and move him. But number one, because he doesn't fit, again, what you're doing here. It's kind of like Ricarte. You kind of have to need to build the system around him a little bit. I think he's an exceptionally talented kid. And I think eventually he's going to find the place where it's all going to come together for him. You know, so you don't wave him or anything, but you definitely like if he comes to you with like, hey, so-and-so wants me for this. Absolutely take it. Give him a fresh start and take what you can get. And you you need to clear some room on some of these homegrowns. You need to clear some of them out. So he's a. He's a dump in that sense, and it's and if you get an offer, you take it. Okay, Dan. Yeah, you just fondly remember whispering his name when he's uh, off somewhere else making a name for himself. Hmm. Now it's totally possible too that if he, there is a new coach and his loan, which I think ends in May, or you know whatever, if you come if he comes back and the other team doesn't want to buy him, I don't think it's going to happen. But if he does. You know, let the other coach have a good look at him, you know, before you dump him again or whatever. I mean, they're not going to dump him. They just read his deal. He's a brand new contract. So they extended him. We get into the S's. And next up is Mr. Shone, Shone, who has a contract through 23 with uh, two option years after that and only $300,000 a year. Buzz, dump, or keep? Oh, absolutely keep. He's one of this, uh, is it the U23 initiative or 22 initiative or whatever it 22. is? 22 initiative, a fan, you know, they, they crammed him in early and kind of hosed him. But once he actually got a chance to play into the team, phenomenal talent, he should be your starting left wing next year. Okay. Dan? 100%. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be part of it, right? Get Paxton in the middle, get uh, Shun out on the wing, start, and then, I mean, yeah, that's, that's going to be a kid they're going to flip for a lot of money eventually. Uh, I'm hoping he comes back after an off-season of doing nothing but eating chicken fried steak and working out with uh, Zeke Elliott's trainer. That's what <laughs> that kid needs desperately is some uh, size increase in muscle. Um, I, I think that's his one big holdback, in just my opinion. Uh, next on the list, um, again, another one. I'm not, I don't know why he's on here. Dante Seeley, because I thought he was gone. Well, it's, it's like Thomas. He still technically belongs to FC Dallas. He's only on loan. So, oh, okay. Yeah, they didn't sold him. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's, so it's the same sort of thing. It's like you don't, you know, he's under contract. They, just like Thomas, they, the Dallas is doing this thing, which I find a bit mysterious, which is that before, right before these loans happen, they re-up the kid for like an extra couple of years. So it seems 100% without evidence now. It seems very clear that they're almost like, if you want this loan, you're going to extend your contract. So that's what they're doing. <laughs> Which means that basically, like, 
if PSV likes him enough that they want to buy him, phenomenal. Buy him, keep him, whatever. If you don't, send him back. We need another right wing on this roster. You know, so it's a keep either way. Sell him if you can. It's just like Thomas. It's a keep technically, but sell him if you get the chance. So I guess that's technically a dump. Is it both? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> it's one of those it's things. It's a dump that's a keeper. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you have anything, uh, Dan? Uh, exactly Any that. He's... Exactly that. He's he's obviously closer to getting um, starts with FC Dallas than Thomas is, but you know you don't stand in his way if there's a, a good amount of money to make. I I, I uh, know that he started for the U twenties tonight in the drubbing by Brazil. Ooh. How did he did he do anything good? I didn't I see the game. I don't think he even saw the ball. Uh, oh, wow. Brazil okay. just had the ball the whole time, so it was yeah. like you know. Okay. Uh, next on the list, Brandon Cervania has an option year for 22 at $230,000 a year. Buzz, dump, or keep? Oh, it's a no-brainer. You keep him. Uh, you have to exercise this option more than likely just to keep him on the books going into the season. But I would have started at the end, even earlier in the season, I would have started doing contracts with him, and you've got about a month to get it done. You know, at worst-case scenario, you pick up the option and you keep negotiating going into the next season. Because for me... Brandon Cervania is the homegrown, was like the peak of the homegrown talent that isn't going to ever be sold. He's a dude that could be here for over a decade playing at an MLS starter level and is good enough to be able to play at a high level in this league and help a team get too deep into the playoffs or even win an MLS Cup. He's that good, in my opinion. But yet he's not the kind of guy where someone's going to come in and give you a million bucks for him. So for me, get him locked up to like a four, five, six-year deal. He's going to be one of the core pieces of this team going forward. Okay. Dan? Um, I mean, I'm not going to be quite as uh, effusive in what I say, but yeah, keep him. Okay. I do wonder. Now, Buzz, just to be clear, just to clarify for those listening to the pod, when there's an option year, that is not a two-way option. That is the club's option, correct? Yeah. Well, there theoretically can be player options, but I can't even remember the last time we had one of those. It would be all the way back like in the burn days as far as I can remember. So I can't even remember the specific instance there being one. I just know there have been. These are all club options to extend the contract. And what, actually, this is a thing, as a real quick segue, this is a, this is a thing that actually causes problems in the transfer market because uh, for some reason, all the sites that show players' availability and contracts around the world, they don't show those options. So like it'll show that ben, Dante Sealy is out of contract at the end of 24. And so teams will come in thinking they can sign a guy as a free agent and the club's like, nope, I'm picking up the option. And there actually have been one or two guys in this league. Uh, the guy from Orlando, was it Larson, who's like, I don't care that you picked up my option. This team offered me a bunch of money. I'm out and left. You know, and had, had to go to the court of arbitration or whatever. So these stupid options can cause problems, but it's a very common domestic thing here. Uh, and they're almost 99.9% of them are team options. Well, I asked the question in relation to Brandon, because if it was anyway uh, his option uh, bilaterally with the club, I did wonder after getting a taste of playing some European football, if the kid didn't wonder if maybe he shouldn't be over there doing it there instead and would prefer to be there. Yeah, it's a good question, and it might be why we have not seen a new contract for him because the other homegrowns, they've kind of done things midseason. You know, like Pappy just had midseason. You know, Pax and Jesus got their big raises midseason, so maybe he is pushing back a little bit and saying, like, you got to give me Jesus and Paxton money or or maybe I really got the taste for over there or playing overseas, and so I don't want to do a deal past next year. Okay. 
Dan? I mean, I'd already answered the question, but... Oh, yeah. did you? Did I already ask you about Brandon? You, you did, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, kind of just jumping on what Buzz said, uh, options definitely happen in Europe, uh, but they're more... For a guy like uh, when Stephen Keel was here uh, and he did his uh, plantar fascia, you'd give him an option and it's like get to 15 appearances and we'll extend you for a year. It's it's more like a a performance-based... Performance um, class, yeah. Yeah, just kind of like, hey, you know, this is going to extend you, but if not, we can, we can get out as cheaply as possible. They're not as common as, you know, here like uh, Benny Benny's deal with three option years... I mean, you wouldn't see something like that. Okay. Now, I should probably be willing to admit that as the host of the uh, FC Dallas, of a FC Dallas podcast, um, this is embarrassing, but I will admit that I have never heard or read the name Chris Shuttler before, Buzz. Who in the world is that <laughs> dude? Chris Shuttler was the goalkeeper that FC Dallas drafted this year. Uh, they did not sign him. He, he signed with North Texas. But ah. in the middle of the season... When both Philippe and uh, Zobek were hurt, or maybe it was when Maurer was hurt, whatever, two of the three keepers were hurt. They signed an emergency loan for Chris Shuttler to come up from North Texas to FC Dallas. Now, that's important, and the reason he's on the list is because if you go to the MLS website, he's still listed on the roster. So I put him in here. Now, uh, I'm going to say dump because towards the end of the season – Richard Sanchez has locked down the starting job down there and they've even on the bench. Now they're using Antonio Carrera on the bench instead of Shuttler. So I think it's a dump. I put him on here for, because he was on the roster and he still is on the roster. And I felt like we should pay homage to the rules of his game. So that's why he's on here. But for me, it's a dump. Okay. Dan. Okay, I'm going to say trick question. Uh, Chris Shuttler doesn't exist, but Colin Shuttler, you dump. Oh, my bad. <laughs> That's, I think Chris might be his brother. I can't believe I did that. I'm sorry, Colin. See, that just shows you where he is, right? Wait, don't be sorry. You just said you were dumping him. For yeah. reading the wrong name, Buzz. I, is, no. I deserve the apology. No, no, the document says Chris. I screwed oh. that up. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh. You, sh you sh Yeah. Made me raid the wrong name. Oh, well, if it had yeah. said Colin Shuttler, I totally know who that dude is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure you do. Yeah. 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 Colin Shuttler. Yeah. He's, yeah. The guy that's always hanging around with uh, Khalil Edmund El Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Next on the list is a Colin. Colin Smith, who has a contract through 23 with two option years after that at $63,500. Buzz, dump, or buzz, dump, or keep? Uh, keep. He was a homegrown that I did not expect to be a homegrown. He's a long-term development project. I thought he should have been a North Texas signing, but now that you've signed him as a homegrown, same thing applies. Free money. He's a guy who has made good progress as a right back. He's, he converted from right wing to right back literally a year ago. So it's a project in the pipeline. So keep him. Okay. I think that's the last homegrown on the list of the rest of the players. So I'm going to ask this question here. Uh, because there are, what is the number, the limit limitation of the number of homegrowns one club can have? Well, on the developmental roster, the supplemental roster, which is the bottom 10 players, you can obviously have just 10, which are the ones that basically are free money. Because um, the, the supplemental roster does not count on the salary cap. Uh, now, above that, on the senior roster, you literally could have all 18 to 20 guys be homegrowns if you wanted to. You know, like Paxton Pomichol is still a, quote, homegrown 
but the distinction is just because you're trying to brand it and make it sound cool. I mean, okay. technically, there's nothing left to his contract that's homegrown in its nature, other than that's where he came from. So maybe the reason why I'm asking the question is, is there anybody currently listed as a homegrown in that bottom half of it that you would consider dumping because you need the space for somebody up and coming through the Pe academy? Peppy, um, Thomas Roberts, Justin so, Shea. So you may get some of these naturally just through a a a attrition. Yeah, Redzik, Smith. All those guys are technically homegrowns on the supplemental roster. So there's going to be of those, not all those guys are going to be gone, but enough of them are going to be gone. Like Dante Seeley technically is actually st was still down there. But for the last two years, they've gone ahead and moved him up just because they had an open roster spot. So, you know, there's a lot of fluidity with this club in terms of how it uses North Texas and how they bounce guys on loans. So mm -hmm. they've actually carried more homegrowns than you technically are allowed to because they just loan them to North Texas as they put up air quotes. So it's not as a big of a problem for Dallas as it is for some other people. But as you say, naturally through some attrition this year, and like like if Edmund Surreal got a raise, then he would come up to the senior roster and not be that homegrown anymore. You know? Okay. Yeah. So it's there's a lot of flexibility there. But nonetheless... You know, and generally speaking, if you're going to have foreign science, if you're going to have college players, you can't have 30 homegrowns. So at some point, there's a limit of we need to start selling some of them, particularly the ones that don't play, because then there's only the 10 spots on the bottom. Okay. Next on the list is the one I would consider uh, we should officially call the cliffhanger of the 2021 season. Nikosi Tafari, who likely is out of contract, is only making $66,000 a year. Buzz, dump, or keep? 100% keep, and I did confirm that the club has two more options on him, which is a bizarre one-year and then option, option, option contract. That's very rare anymore. So he kind of got the short end of the Screwed. stick here. Yeah, so um, not maybe not surprising he changed agents. So uh, for me, it's a keep. Pick that option up 100%. I mean, I don't care what it is. I mean, there's no way it's like 500000 or something. That's stupid. 100% pick it up and maybe even give the guy a raise. I mean, he's good enough to me. You want to give him a long-term deal. Dan? Yeah, I'm building the defense around him effectively and, and yeah. throwing out a long extension with a good escalation built into it. Okay. Next on the list, uh, Mr. Tuamase, who surprised a lot of people this year, despite the fact Buzz told you at the beginning of the season to keep an eye on him. Option for 22 on 200 grand, Buzz, dump, or keep? Yeah, 100% keep. Uh, that's a great value there. You know, that's right in line with what right backs in this roster will get paid. You'll have to do a new deal for him sometime next season if he continues to progress. He can also emergency eight or emergency right wing. Emergency left wing. He can play a little left back for you if you need to. Versatility, uh, decent salary number, 100% keep him. Okay. Dan? Yep, keep and extend. Okay. Next on the list, I'll make a deal with you two. I'll let you keep Obreon if you promise to shoot this guy to the moon. Freddie Vargas, his loan ends by option $160,000. Buzz, we got a deal? Yeah, 100% dump. Uh, I don't know what the, the purchase price is, but it's likely too high because he was kind of a star player back home. Um, it's not just that he didn't have enough production and lost the gig. It's like when we've seen him for North Texas, he definitely just, when he actually got enough playing time, He's not a 90-minute guy. He's like um, like uh, uh, Mauro Diaz was, where you got like 30 good minutes and then 15 minutes off, or maybe 10 good minutes and then like 20 minutes off. Now, Diaz had production, and Vargas doesn't. So 
I just think that there's just not enough there to spend the money to get him, and 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 he's going to again block the way for other people. So dump for me. All right, Dan. Uh, yeah, I uh, fix up El Capitan just to shoot him out of it. <laughs> and for those keeping score, somebody else to get the uh, Zanata problem tag. Uh, just note that, please. All right, final person on the list, Kyle Zobeck, who is out of contract. Buzz, dump, or keep? Um, oof, I'm going to say um, invite him back to spring training because you're already dumping Philippe. And I think they signed Richard Sanchez to North Texas as, a, as an emergency like backup insurance plan. So he'll be in the mix. So probably you're looking at Maurer, Sanchez, and Zobeck next year unless you can find a keeper from outside. So I invite him to spring training. If it's going right, I give him a new contract. So it's a keep. Daniel? I start transitioning him to coaching because from the time I've seen him working with the North Texas keepers, he is really, really good with that. Hmm. Interesting note. Okay. That's actually not a bad shout because then if you had to sign him as an emergency, you could. You can go back and get him. You know, if you've got him around on the payroll as a coach, you know what I mean? That's easy to do if you have to use Absolutely. him. Yep. Based on uh, the voting and the number of dumps that were on this list, it does appear that uh, Mr. Zanata's work is cut out for him in terms of uh, filling out this roster for the 2022 season, which in terms of timing is interesting just simply because uh, it would be it would it would be weird if he starts signing players before they decide who the coach is going to be. Or does that indicate that he does know who the coach is going to be and that relationship has already begun to foster a list of players to buy? I don't think he knows. I think that um, some of the timelines are going to accelerate here because the season's going to be winding down and then a whole bunch of roster stuff starts to happen with waivers and expansion drafts and all that kind of stuff. And I don't think that they'll have a coach in place by the time some of that stuff begins to happen because the, the Thanksgiving holiday is going to get in the way of a little bit of that, you know, and you're going to start to get into Christmas and people are maybe not going to want to do things, you know, unless it's, you know, Quill or Marco, then it'll be fast. But um, I think that the way we've talked about Zanata, where it's like, it's now this South American model where I'm building a roster. And if you, you're going to come in and win with it, if you can't, I'm going to get somebody else to come in and win with it. So it's, it's like, he's building it anyway. So it's all going to be on him, you know, in his mind and in the mind of the team and the mind of Dan Hunt, Zanata is doing all the roster building. And he's just trying to find a coach to coach it. So it will not be surprising to see a bunch of moves start to happen purely on the Zanata watch. Okay. Sounds like, uh, from Marco's press conference after the uh, San Jose game, the, the CBA is allowing them, you know, back, back in the day, they used to have to train up until MLS cup, even if they didn't make the playoffs, uh, the, the CBA is kind of giving them the wiggle room to just do exit interviews and, and really get into the process very early. Uh, it sounded like that was the plan for this week was start getting people out of the stadium or out of the, the locker rooms at least, uh, with their physicals and their interviews. So, yeah, I mean, they're, we're obviously going to see in the days leading up to MLS Cup what options they do pick up. And, you know, uh, certainly in, in Brazil, the the whole technical direction, the, the, the TD kind of sets the table, right? This is the style this club plays. This is the players I'm going to buy. And I just pick a coach who's going to make all that work. So hopefully that's not 
how they're going to work it here because uh, Zanata is not exactly given a great vibe that he knows that side of the game too well. Hmm. Yeah, let's let's recap. We have a, a dump on Acosta and Brisson, who came from Gremio but was not Sonata's technically. Jay is a sell. Frank O'Hara a dump, but he's under contract, so he probably can't. Manjoma was a split. Philippe is a dump. It already happened pretty much. Kinyon, we like uh, we'd like to dump, but you probably can't. So Ricarte is a dump. Thomas Roberts is a sell. Dante Sealy is a sell. Shuttler is a dump, and Vargas is a dump. So that's like twelve names, but some of the worst ones, Kinyon. And uh, Frank O'Hara, you're stuck with. Oh, and we split on Martinez. So he also, you probably can't get rid of. So you have basically three, four big contracts that you're effectively stuck with. And we can, as much as Zanata like to point the finger on Martinez at Lucci, you know, Quinone's the one that got it, not Quinone, sorry, Zanata's the one that got done in the end. You know, and Frank O'Hara was, I believe, under Zanata's watch too, even though we know it's Dan Hunt. So even if you don't want to blame him for those, they, he's still the one that did them and didn't put his foot down or whatever. And th- this team is going to be saddled with three or four massive contracts for the next year or two that it may not be able to get out from underneath. That's going to hurt the rebuilding process. Well, they could get out of one of them if they ponied They could. Paid it. They could get out of one, and maybe you can trade one, or maybe you can expose them in the expansion draft and get them out that way. You could get one out this year, one out next year. You know, there there are ways, but um, you know, sometimes these contracts are going to be a bit of an albatross potentially. You know. Yeah, I don't buy it. There's been too many times teams that are uh, ambitious and creative figure out ways to correct their situations, and if sometimes that means you got to eat the money, you do it. If other ways, it's uh, being effective salespeople and selling these guys off and getting other teams to pick up your problem. Teams have done that. Um, if Dallas ends up stuck with these guys, that's just because they're not very good at their job, in my opinion. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're saying <laughs> I, yeah but i but don't but don't i what i don't want anybody to come away from is thinking that there's no way they can get out of it there are ways to get out of these deals you yeah. just have to be willing to do it and creative enough and and not to spend thrifty to not do it that's i don't want when yeah. you say they're locked into those deals i that that, that almost makes it too absolute because i don't think yeah. that's necessarily true well i just mean it in terms of the language of the contract there are of course mechanisms in this league to do all kinds of stuff you know you can trade them you probably can use tam gam to buy them out maybe even i don't even know how that works you can certainly use your own money to buy them out you know you could knock their deals down to where they're basically nothing if you have enough tam gam they're going to get a boatload of it from peppy so they might have to spend some of that to um you know, keep to, to buy down some of these guys and make them palpable so you can get another pieces in. Um, obviously, you better use some of that money to try and get Jesus locked up. Because, you know, if you lose both Pepe and Jesus, then your build just got way, way worse because your really good offense just became a totally mediocre offense with one player worth a, only a half cent, according to Peter. So um, I don't, you would have no offense left if both those guys were gone right. other than Obreon. And we all know that he's you know, mid talent level at best, even though we like it. I like his production. And so, on top of all of this, you yeah. still don't know who your coach is going to be. Your manager's going to, you, gonna you be. don't know who your coach is going to be. And yeah. Uh, or much of, uh, presumably they'll keep some of those staff that we consider what we call organizational staff, like, um, Lucene and, and Keyshawn and, and, um, Chewy and the guys that they've retained this time, you know, even if the first team coach doesn't want them, they'll, they'll, they'll find spots for them in the organization. 
you know, and if and if Quill moves up or takes another job somewhere else, you might have to get a new North Texas coach. You never know what's going to go on. This could be a winner of complete and utter chaos with this franchise. Okay. Um, and I don't know if we need to do this now. Maybe we can save it for next week. But uh, through pure coincidence, last pod, I was uh, once again ranting over the fact that we hadn't heard from Dan Hunt lately, despite the condition of the season. Well, lo and behold, again, I'm sure purely through coincidence, we did get word that Dan published a uh, letter to the season ticket holders. It was subsequently sent to me, uh, and it's there's nothing in the newsletter that will surprise you. In fact, I'm 99% convinced if I wasn't so lazy, I could go to previous end-of-season letters or other public things that he's published and line for line point you uh, an exact same wording of the same thing from some previous letter that he's published since he became president of this team. The only thing that I noticed, I 100% agree with you, by the way, the only thing I noticed was he mentioned Quill by name. Yes, I noticed that too. Yeah, and not Marco. So, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Not, I'm not saying, saying it means anything. I'm just saying it's interesting. So, I mean, obviously there was a lot of talk in there. The context of Quill's mention was the context of North Texas having a good, you know, finishing well, blah, 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 academy. You know, so again, the doubling down language, as they always do on this is the FC Dallas way, this is the way it's going to work. You know, and, and I'm to the point this season, one of the one of the things I think when we do this dumper keep thing is that we're it's all these foreign veteran signings. You remember the beginning of the year? We talked about how there was this sea change happening. When, why are they buying these and signing these 27, 20 year old, eight year old veterans that doesn't match the methodology of the club by halfway point of the season? And now the end of the season, those guys were all not playing. It's all the kids again. It's all the homegrowns again. Invest in that system. Invest in those young homegrowns and go forward with them. Build your your eleven with them. Build your roster with them, and then augment here and there if you need to, with with actually functional. And this is the problem: functionally good and talented free agent signing is like one or two, and but they've been missing. I can't remember what's the last good foreign free agent signing other than Grezzo. Has there been some since then? Am I missing somebody? Oh yeah, um, damn it, the center back, the Swiss center back. Oh, Ritho Ziegler. Ritho yeah. Ziegler. Ziegler sure. was a great signing. Yeah, yeah, great signing. So, you know, a couple of years ago, pre-Zanata, there were a couple. There have been some good ones. And that's all you need is a couple of good ones. And you're at, you're at the 60-point team, top of the table. You don't need 10 of them. And, you know, you just got to hit on a couple. But the the ones of late, so far, Martinez is not a hit. Hara is not a hit. Rasan is not a hit. Quinone is not a hit. Ricarte was not a hit. O'Brien, Varga, O'Brien is is a math coin flip. Vargas is not a hit. Shun, you know, Shun, Shun's a hit. I'll give you Shun. Shun. That's a good one. Yep. Okay. So, well, that's one. Maybe if you count, you don't count O'Brien. I would count O'Brien as a maybe not a hit, but at least a heading in that direction. I actually like him now. So that's still two out of ten. You know, so that's got to be better. Um, you know, and then particularly because I think they have one or maybe two spots that are absolutely vital that you fill with a legitimate high-end player you know we'll talk about what those are later but you know you got to get a get a couple of them hit because you can't do it with a 17 year old that's not going to solve any problems okay i have two other comments about this newsletter first off because you share the same first name daniel did you sign your name daniel in the same way he does back when you were in elementary school or do you do it that way now uh, no. <laughs> Quite simply. No what? 
You never signed no, it that way? I've never signed my name that way, no. Uh, I, I've actually got a one-day contract laying around somewhere, and his signature on that is totally different to what's on the newsletter. Oh. At least maybe, my memory tells me it was. Well, maybe it looks very childlike because they asked him to do it digitally or something, and you know how that can make your signature look wonky, so maybe I should not poke too much fun, but the way the signature appears in this letter looks like his six-year-old kid did it, so it's very weird complete with the little curly Q on the top of the D, like it's a cursive D. It's very strange. The maybe other thing... He, hmm? Maybe he didn't sign it. Maybe somebody else signed it. Yeah. Uh, maybe Gina signed it. Yeah. Pretending. Hey, we're all convinced Gina wrote it in the first place, so maybe oh. she also forged his name uh, yeah. and, and just assumes that he signs it like a fifth grader. All right. Now, the one line out of this that I want everybody to keep note of, I want everybody to remember this and bury it deep in your FC Dallas loving brain, is this particular line in this letter that showed up at the end of the 2021 season, the worst season in club, a uh, second worst season in club history. Quote, you have my personal guarantee that we will make improvements across all facets of our team and business across all facets of our team and business because you deserve the best soccer experience. Well, what jumps out to me right away is that uh, he's talking soccer experience and not like best team on the field that he's talking about. He wants you to have a good time when you come to the game. Uh, maybe I'm insane, but to me, those aren't necessarily the same things. No, they're very different things. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, because to me, like, good experience would be like, there'd be, there's a band in the plaza, and I can get cheap burgers and dogs, and there's got some fireworks after the game. Yay! Here's some free Lasers. gear. Lasers are going off. That's all fun experience, but it doesn't mean that my team's winning a cup. I mean, that's what I would have liked to have heard, was 100%, like, we're 100% committed to winning a cup. You know, I know they say that. Like, Clark Hunt just said that the other day. Not and we never, we never believe them. You know, but this is the kind of thing. It's like their behavior, the things that they do make us think that they're not 100% committed to winning a cup. And this is just another thing, example of like, to me, this doesn't say I'm 100% committed to winning a cup. This says I'm trying to sell tickets. So there you go. Dan, you got any comments about the Dan's Corner newsletter? I mean, it's just trying to appease complaints, right, without actually uh, addressing the realities of them. So. Yeah, it's, it's all lip service. You know what? Maybe we should uh, have a regular weekly feature called Dan's Opposite Corner, and you just actually say things, uh, your opinions, uh, on on stuff. <laughs> that would be awesome. Do you reckon, do you reckon before the uh, San Jose game, he was just sitting in his $13 million home going, one more point, one <laughs> more point. Hey, somebody told me he stopped doing that this year. I'm sure with COVID, they probably stopped. Oh, they haven't done the scarving. Uh, they haven't scarfed a statue in God knows how long. Oh, okay. I don't go to the games anymore, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've only been to like four of them this year, so I don't know if he's... Somebody had mentioned to me they hadn't heard him do it in a while, and I wondered if it was COVID or if it was because somebody finally told him how stupid it was. Well, I'd hope both. The last few times I saw it, there were very few people out there. Even pre-COVID, there'd be like 10 people. So it's like, I don't, I'm sure they just decided that COVID was an opportunity to let it quietly die, like a lot of things they do. Like the uh, North Texas Soccer Walk of Fame, which quietly died about a decade ago. Yeah. Well, they went oh. from uh, inviting someone to scarf the statue of Lamar Hunt to 
let's see who we can find off the Cowboys practice squad to take a penalty kick. Um, and I should probably uh, tease for next week. One of the things I want to talk about is we can begin uh, discussing rumors on next year's primary jersey. Yes. I think there's some interesting conversations to be had about that. But oh, yeah, yeah. We've, uh, Best well, time in here. We need stuff to talk about next week anyway, since there's really nothing between now and them. Yeah. We'll do uh, awards and stuff next week as well. How about that, guys? Yes, let's do it. Ooh. All right, don't forget, kids, that Third Degree, the podcast, is brought to you by Soccer 90. Now, don't forget, coming up this Friday night during the U.S.-Mexico game and next Tuesday during the U.S.-Jamaica game, they're having a flash sale, which means if you buy from Soccer90.com any U.S. men's men's national team gear during the game, you'll get 40% off of that. Now, anything else you buy, like uh, FC Dallas gear or any other club gear, all of that you will continue to have available the 25% off you get when you put third degree in the checkout code over at Soccer90.com. And also, don't forget, if you're ever up in the area, actually go to the store. Uh, There actually is a Soccer90 brick-and-mortar store. It's right next to the Hall of Fame. It's a pretty kick-ass place to spend some time, especially with the kids. All right, Dan, thank you for uh, surviving the storm and making it through and continuing to muddle through through all of that on the little podcast today. Yeah, anytime. Let's do it across the whole offseason. Okay, let's. Damn it. We'll do that. Uh, We'll find something to talk about. How long have we been going? I don't even know how long we've been going at this point. Uh, 80 minutes, give or take. Oh, goodness gracious. And I didn't think we had that much to talk about. All right, here we go. And then uh, thank you, Buzz, uh, for all your hard work and effort. Good, uh, Good work today, sir. Thanks. The rain just got to my house, so that'll be fun. All right, hope you survive uh, damage-free. And thank you, FC Dallas Curious Fan. Congratulations on making it through the season. We'll try to help all of – we'll all work together to make it through the offseason. And we will speak to you next week on another edition of Third Degree, the podcast. Free Tommy Boo. Third Degree, the Third Degree Net Podcast. Third Degree, the Third Degree Net Podcast. Third Degree. Third degree, never get. Third degree, the third degree, never get.